You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. All right, so um, this morning, um, I'd like to have a uh, very brief conversation um, about something that I've called Appetite for Greatness, all right? Um, and I hope that somewhere along the line, right, um, that something will register and settle in someone's mind, right? Even if it is just a picture of that fish, right? Trying to jump from the small bowl to go to the big one because it's got appetite for greatness, to be bigger than what it is right now and to be more um, than what it is, you know. Um, I, I believe God very strongly this morning um, that the word today will make a difference and be a point of reference in someone's life for the next five years, ten years, and whatever number of years to come in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We ask, Lord, that you will cause your word to have free course in this place in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for understanding, we ask for revelation, and we ask, Jesus, that every distraction and things that make people not understand the word when it is spoken be taken away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've heard us. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. All right, so good morning to all my very dear friends and um, all of you that ran away from the Elevation Highland Church to come to um, Life Points. You know, I see you. Um, we're one family. We thank God. Um, we will continue to do great stuff together in the name of Jesus. All right, so please turn with me your Bibles um, to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, I will read. It's a bit of a long read, but I'll start from verse 6. Revelation chapter 5, I will start from verse 6 and read through to verse 12. And so it says, Now when he had taken the scroll, he there, referring to the Lord Jesus, says when he had took, um, the John the Apostle had a vision, he had a revelation, all right, and he was caught up into heaven and he was seeing things that were happening in heaven that human beings could ordinarily not see. And then he then came back and wrote the accounts that we are reading right now, okay? And so he says, now when he had taken the scroll, one of the things he saw, he saw um, the, the Jesus in the figure of a lamp, right? There was some conversations going on in heaven, and then Jesus came on the scene and had to do something. So he says, now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamp, the lamp being Jesus Christ, right? Each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. If it's possible for you to underline that sentence. And have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on earth. Please do so, whether you can highlight or underline, because we'll come back to it. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That sounds like, I've tried to do that arithmetic many times, you know, but my calculator always stops. It never gives me an accurate, I don't know if anybody can work out how many angels were singing. It says 10,000 10, times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's a lot. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Hallelujah. 
And Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, I will read the message translation says, The ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. Um, if you have that on the screen, I would like us to read it together. All right, so everybody, let's read it together. I want you to read it to your neighbor, like you're saying a message to them. The ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter the shine. But the road of wrong dream gets darker and darker. Travelers can't see a thing. They fall flat on their faces. Hallelujah. All right, so um, what I'd like to speak about this morning, like I said, is appetite for greatness. And you know, um, last week was Easter, and we celebrated um, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Um, and there is a purpose and a reason, you know, why Jesus died for all of us. It's a purpose and a reason why, and that there are benefits to, you know, to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And such that every single person who becomes born again, who becomes a child of God, gets to become a partaker of these blessings, okay? And part of the blessings and the status of children of God is what the angels and the 24 elders were alluding to when they were talking to the Lamb and worshipping Jesus that John saw and wrote in Revelation chapter 5. And it says, number one, you have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Angels, this story couldn't have been written about angels. Angels do not live on earth. They cannot reign on earth, right? And so this is a direct reference to you and I as children of God showing us the platform that God has placed us on and the things that God would have us to do. So he says, I want you to be kings and priests to our God. So that's in our relationship to God, right? And he wants us to reign on earth. Now, reigning on earth speaks to some measure of influence and dominion. In the things that we do, in the areas of life where we operate, whether we're students, whether we're young people or we're old people or whatever it is that we do, it speaks to the fact that God has established us to have authority. He has established us to not just be ordinary, unknown, common men. Hallelujah. So I wanted to say to your neighbor this morning, I am not a common man. I am a king and a priest. A man or a woman of influence on account of the fact that I am a child of God. Okay, and then he then goes ahead to say, look, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. So Jesus died, and he got power, riches, honor, wisdom, strength, blessings. What is he going to do with them? Does he need power and riches and wisdom and honor in heaven? No, he doesn't, because he made everything. And what he did was, when he got all of those things, he gave them to us as his children. As children of God, as redeemed and born-again children of God. So this defines our status the way that God wants us to express our lives, the, what he wants our lives to look like as children of God, both spiritually and physically. God expects us as his children, all right, to demonstrate significant, significant dominion, significant influence in the different areas of life where we operate. Okay? So God doesn't want, to, for, he doesn't want it to be that all around us, only bad and evil people get ahead. He wants it to be that his children take a stand. They show up everywhere they go. 
and then they do stuff that make people to say, wow, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like that lady. You know, so, so that's the position that God has carved out for us as his children. That's how Jesus has established and set us up to be able to operate as children of God. But, you know, the truth is that many, many, many times, our ex- the reality of our experiences do not always reflect the picture of this measure of influence and wealth and affluence and dominion and wisdom and prominence that the scripture speaks about. And he said the reason is this, is that a lot of times, right, there is what there are things that we need to do as children of God to be able to make these things to come to pass in our lives. So God has, has bestowed them on us, but we need to do something for us to be able to make them to come to pass. So let me give you one example. How many people have bank accounts here? So all of us have bank accounts, right? Right. So I have a bank account, and then I go to work, right? Um, sometimes six days a week, sometimes eight days a week, right? I go to the office, and then on a certain day of the month, yeah, I get an email or, or an SMS from my bank that says, your employer has paid your salary, and the money is in your bank account, right? So I have that money in my account. Now, sometimes I'm driving my car, and some indicator light comes up and says, we are low on fuel. Yeah? Now, which means I need to buy fuel. Now, for me to drive into the petrol station and get fuel, I need to give them money to be able to get fuel in my car. Or sometimes I wake up, and I find out that I'm hungry. Yeah? I don't know. Does it happen to you? Do you feel hungry? Okay, so <laughs> you're hungry right now. Jesus, can I just go so we can go and get something to eat? All right, so, uh, so I'm hungry, and I realize that I'm not in my house. There is no food where I am, all right? But there is sweet sensation just across the road, yeah? And I need to go to sweet sensation to get something. Perhaps, I mean, there are few things that they have that I like, and I'll be able to eat. But no cash in my pocket, all right? Um, nothing. But I need to be able to trade value at sweet sensation to be able to get the food that I wanted, right? But remember that... My employer has put money in my account. Yeah? If I choose not to walk into Sweet Sensation and bring out my ATM card and swipe the card and tell them to give me food in exchange for the value that comes out of my account, what will happen to me? I will be hungry. Very likely, right? I will, which will be a good thing, right? So I can probably just do some weight and whatever it is, right? So but I will be hungry and uncomfortable. Yeah? So it is the same thing with the way sometimes that we live our lives. So God has put all of those things, made them available for us, but there are things that we need to do to be able to exercise our capacity and appetite for greatness. So this morning, I want to say a few things about six of those things that I believe are very important and crucial for each and every one of us to pay attention to, for us to be able to manifest the appetite that God has given us for greatness. Hallelujah. And so the first thing I want you to think about is the capacity for vision. Everybody who is going to walk in some measure of greatness needs to have the capacity to, to have vision or to create vision for themselves. I know when I talk about greatness, please don't slip off on me. I don't necessarily mean um, affluence or prominence. Because somebody say, somebody can say, oh, look, but yeah, um, so not everybody is going to be 
very popular, be seen on TV and all that. I understand that by all means. But what it is, is the way God has wired us. He has deposited so much in each of us that in each and every one of us, in our corners, we can make significant progress and demonstrate influence. All right? So, the first thing, like I said, is about having vision. So, the ability to sit down and say, look, what am I going to do with myself in this particular area of my life, right? And be able to sort of develop a plan and the things that I need to do to be able to achieve that vision is very, very crucial. So if you have appetite for greatness, the only way that it will become realized and made manifest is when you walk in vision. Amen. And you know, you know, many times when we were growing up, I don't know if it happened to you, but when I was growing up, um, I got asked several times, what would you like to be when you grow up? What would you like to be when you grow up? And at different times in my life, I had different responses to that question, right? Um, at some point in my life, I was in the university, and I was really very zealous for God, serving and leading a fellowship. And I used to say, what I would like to be is I would like to be the chaplain of the, um, of the presidential chapel, yeah? So that if I am the pastor of the president, then I will be preaching to the president, his head will be very correct, and Nigeria will be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I have never, this was like 20 years ago, between then and now, I've never been to Asorok before. <laughs> All right. At some point in my life, when I was 16 years old, I was a very smart, brilliant secondary school student. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a doctor. In fact, I don't know if you remember something called a slum book. Yeah? Okay. So when my friends, when we were in SS3, they gave me their slum books to fill, I would feel there that my, what I wanted to be when I grew up was to hone one of the biggest gynecological hospitals in the world, be a leading... Sub- I don't know how, where I found all that English from. When I wrote Jam the first time, right, my scores, my scores were decent, they were very good, but they were just not good enough to get me into medicine. And by the next year, I changed my mind and generally just became an accountant. So, so, so my point is this. Yes, when I say you need to have vision and have the capacity to develop a vision for yourself, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying sit down today and figure out the next 100 years or 50 years or 70 years of your life and be able to say, I mean, there's some people who are gifted who have the capacity to be able to do that and they do it, right? I mean, I know a few people who used to say, I mean, um, um, what's this guy's name? Sam Sultan was my classmate in secondary school, right? And since then, since we were in second year, I've been dancing and singing. And he's still dancing and singing till now. So, so there are people like that, right? But there's some people. All I am just saying is this. That at every point in your life, you need to be able to sit down and conceptualize for yourself what you are trying to achieve. Whether in the short term or in the long term. So if you're a student, what is your vision for this next semester? If you're working, what is your vision for the next half year or the next one quarter all right if you can take it beyond that that's great so just just sit with yourself and say look god what 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 is it that god wants me to do because see the thing is this the ability to recognize and capture accurately yeah the opportunities around you that's what vision in does 
It helps you to see opportunities around you and to be able to capture them and to pursue them accurately. So if somebody who does not have vision, who lacks vision, is just living on a day-to-day basis. It's standing for nothing, and it will fall for anything. So what it means is this. You wake up in the morning. Your friend shows up and says, hey, guy, say, what's up? Uh, please follow me. I want to go to, um, I want to go to um, the market. I want to find something. And he says, okay, no problem. And then you follow him. So you go to the first place. The guy says, oh, look, I didn't find what I'm looking for. So you go to Yaba, you go to wherever else, you go to the Palms, you go to everywhere. And then by the time you know what's happening, four hours have passed. You're still with this guy who is looking to buy a pair of shoes to go and attend his girlfriend's birthday. You, no girlfriend, no plants and anything. You're just following him all over the place. And so by the time at 3 o'clock, when you finally find a pair of shoes that the guy wants, and he's very happy, he has fulfilled and achieved his own objective. All that you have done is that you have helped somebody and run around with them because you had no plan for yourself, no vision for what you wanted to do during that particular time. And so you have just done what's happened to you, what's come, what's happened by happenstance, what's come around by happenstance. And so the ability to be able to sort of develop a vision, what it does is this. It gives you the, the, the boldness to be able to aspire to big things. All right? It gives you the boldness to be able to aspire to big things. Because vision helps you to see things before they happen. And seeing precedes doing. And it prevents aimless activities. When you can see something, you, you, before you are able to do it, you need to be able to see it. When you can do that, it helps you, you know, to be able to stay focused and not just run around aimlessly. Hallelujah. So, so that ability, and God has given us by the Holy Spirit, that ability to be able to connect with him and try and figure out, you know, um, on a reasonable basis, um, frequently enough that it makes sense such that we're able to figure out what it is that God wants us to do. So the ability to develop a vision for yourself, whether it is for one year or for three months or for five years or whatever it is, is very, very important. Hallelujah. You see, you can't experience what you cannot aspire to. All right? So, so most of the time, the things, the achievements that we have always start with something that we want to aspire, that we aspire to. So for example... Um, if you want to become a certified, certified, what's the most popular certification these days, right? What? CFA. CFA. All right. So you want to become a certified um, financial analyst, right? Okay. That's an aspiration. And so that aspiration leads you to do what? It leads you to go and join the association, register for the exams, study as if you were going to almost run mad, right? Lose nights, sleep. You're not sleeping. You're studying very hard. If I up to maybe about five or ten years ago, I don't remember how long it was, you couldn't even write the exams in Nigeria. You had to fly to Ghana or fly to UK, take vacation from work and go and do it. Because you had a vision, right? So you start with a vision. So seeing precedes doing, okay? You can't experience what you can't aspire to, and you can't aspire to what you cannot conceptualize. So you, you start in your mind with, I want to have CFA. I want to become a financial analyst. Maybe you have seen, they've told you that you've watched movies, you know, you've seen people that, you know, investment bankers are very flashy, they do all sort of stuff, drive nice cars all around, you know, and everything. And that's giving you so many seed into it. So, so for you to develop your appetite for greatness, the capacity for visioning is very crucial. Hallelujah. And how do you do that? 
All right? So sometimes you, 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 you have to do it yourself. Sometimes God helps you. He puts thoughts in your heart through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes a vision comes just by observing, by observing what is happening around you. Sometimes it comes from a self, sense of self-awareness. What are my interests? What are my, what are my aspirations? What would I, I mean, if you go back to that question, what would I like to be when I grow up in three months' time? Okay? Those are some of the things that help you to be able to craft and think about a vision. So simply put, the capacity to not live just on a day-to-day basis is very crucial. All right? That ability puts human beings way above the level of animals. So if you had a pet, your pet wakes up in the morning, it doesn't think about what it's going to do in the afternoon, it doesn't bother where food is going to come from, it's just living from day to day. But adults, human beings cannot, and children of God cannot live like that. Amen. So you need to take action. You need to have vision. Hallelujah. All right, so the next thing, the second thing, remember I said there are six things, right? Okay, so the first one was what? Capacity to have vision, right? The second thing is the capacity to execute. Capacity for execution. So when you eventually decide that you want to um, you want to become a CFA charter holder. What do you need to do to get there? Otherwise, that dream will become a nightmare in five years' time because you wouldn't have done anything about it. And every time somebody asks you at the beginning of the year, 1st of January or 31st of December, you will say, I want to become a CFA holder. But if you don't take action, you know, to pursue it, to follow up on it, then you're not going to achieve it. So, visions will die. Aspirations will expire if you don't have diligent execution. If you don't do anything about the visions that you have, the plans that you have for yourself, you're not going to be able to achieve it. And it's very possible that sometimes you don't even have the capacity to do everything that you want to do by yourself. You need help. Part of, part of the appetite for greatness, I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, you know, is the ability to connect with other people, to be able to help you, to recognize the fact that this thing that I want to do is bigger than what I can do just by myself and all by myself, and I really need people to support me, to give me resources, to, give me, to work alongside me to be able to get to where I'm going. Hallelujah. All right, so is anybody falling asleep yet? Anybody becoming hungrier and they want to escape? Did you say yes? Pastor, it's less close service. People need to hit. All right, so the many people will start things and never finish them. That's not good. You know, to be a great, to, 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 to execute well, you need to start and finish things. No matter how long it takes you. What you want to try and do is to reduce how long it takes you. But if you start something, as long as it's a meaningful activity that helps you to achieve your objectives, then you must finish it. Amen. All right. So the next thing is capacity for learning and acquisition of knowledge. You see, nobody knows everything that they need to know for them to be what God wants them to be. Because there is always new knowledge coming up. There is always new information. New ways of doing old things are coming up. 
yeah? New things to be done completely are coming up. So if you stay stuck where you are, and you don't understand, you're not exhibiting or exercising your ability to learn, you're not using your mind, then one day you will find out, wake up and find out that the world, life has moved past you. So let me tell you a story, the story of my iPad. So I have this iPad, and I've had it for, I don't remember, maybe about three or four years thereabouts, yeah? Um, after this one, maybe about two or three different other versions have come out. But I have, as long as it's working, it's coming on, it's doing what I need it to do, I haven't tried to buy another one, yeah? I've been tempted once in a while, all right, but I just don't. So someday, about two weeks ago, I was trying to download an app on my iPad. I mean, so what then happens is that from time to time, the operating system will be upgraded, yeah? And then you have to go and download the upgrade, right? And so most times, up until maybe two weeks ago, when I put on my iPad, I will go and check if there's an upgrade, and they will say there's no upgrade, there's no upgrade, there's no upgrade. So I assume that there's no upgrade for my iPad. So last week or two weeks ago, I wanted to download an app, and the Apple store says to me, or the app store says, um, your, the operating system, the, this app requires a higher operating system than the one on my app. On my iPad. I said, really? So my iPad has become obsolete. So they then said, well, you can get an older version of this app. So which means that I cannot have the current version of this app because the capacity of my iPad, all right, the operating system on it cannot support that. The same way my iPad is behaving, the same way it has become obsolete, is the way some people behave in their lives and in their mind. Please don't let your life be like my iPad. That cannot operate, that cannot run, where an app that is the most current version cannot run. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Information helps us to renew our minds. Learn new things. Hallelujah. So learning new things is very crucial. Look, in my years of working, I have seen one person, at least one person, very senior person in a bank, fired from his job because this man had been in the bank, as at that time, I think this would have been in his 50s in those days, right? In the days when this happened. The bank introduced a new banking system, right? And this man thought he was, he was a big man. It was too complex for him to learn. He refused to learn it. The next time I went to that, to that bank, and I asked after him, he said he had been let go. Why? One of the reasons was he just didn't understand what was going on in the system. So, so his ability to even supervise the works of his subordinates became diminished. All right? So learning new things, you know, is exciting. It helps us to be able to optimize and maximize our greatness. My daughter came home from school on holiday about two or three weeks ago, and one of the homework assignments that they gave her was to draw something called a typewriter. How many people know a typewriter? And I was really very furious. I was tempted to send them an email to say, look, who, what, what is, why is she learning how to draw a typewriter? And I'll be honest with you, when I told her to go and do it, and she sort of just styled it, she, she did all the other assignments very well. This one about drawing typewriter, she just sort of ignored it. And I didn't force her. Because I was like, why are you teaching her about typewriter? There's computer. By the time she starts working, there won't even, the typewriters won't even exist anymore. Don't be like the curriculum of education, business studies. Year seven business studies in Nigerian school that says in 2019, 
yeah, an 11-year-old child should be drawing typewriter that she's likely never ever going to see, not to talk of use in any way, shape, or form. The only reason why I kept saying to her that she must do it is I just wanted to teach her not to run away from difficult challenges. That's all. Yeah? So that's what I wanted. Don't run away from difficult things. I knew in my mind that this was an irrelevant work. There's nothing that's going to come out of it, right? So, so everybody needs to develop the capacity because the, there is a measure of mental firepower that is required to take advantage of opportunities and their big things. If you can't process information, if you can't think on your feet, you can't learn the skills that are very critical, all right? Things are not going to work for you. At some point, people will even stop talking to you when it comes to serious issues because they can't find that you will add value to the conversations around you. Hallelujah. So somebody cannot talk about economics, cannot talk about what's going on. When they say the value of the Naira is to a dollar is 400 or something, 300 or something, they say, what does that mean? Amen. So the capacity to acquire knowledge and process information is very crucial. In fact, I, I dare say that there are dimensions of God's grace that he is not going to release on people who are not humble enough to interact with new information and learn new things. The Bible gives us several examples like that. You know, so they told Peter and said, God showed him a vision. And he said, I've never eaten this kind of useless thing before. God says, I have cleansed them. Go ahead. And it was a challenge. It was challenging God. They were having a debate like they were in a law court and all of that, you know. So God, even God from time to time expects us to demonstrate the ability to learn new things, to be humble enough, you know, to interact with new information, be humble enough to acquire new knowledge. Amen. How many people have... So someday, I don't remember, I think maybe about a year ago, sometime last year, I was scrolling through Facebook. And guess who I saw had sent me a friend request? Guess, guess, three guesses. Hmm? Who? Who? Sir? No, no, not Max Zuckerberg. Anybody here? Bwari? No? Barack Obama? No, no, no. I mean, maybe it would be nice. My dad, my dad, my dad. <laughs> so I said, geez, my dad is finally on Facebook. Oh, la, la. I mean, I debated for a couple of days whether to accept the friend request or not. But I did eventually, right? But my other siblings didn't, and I think they still haven't. <laughs> but my point is, my dad caught up with Facebook eventually, right? So, learn new things. Amen. All right, so I'm going to run through the remaining three things very quickly. Um, the next one is capacity for connection. So how do, you learn, do you learn, how do you make new friends? Are you the kind of person who goes to work and says, look, we all came to work. We didn't come to become friends. Just do your work. I do my work, and we go home. I don't have to be your friend. I mean, the truth is, I have, I've, had, I've held that position before in my life. If I don't remember, I think... Um, I don't know if Pastor Ogo remembers, we were in Joburg in 2006 or 2007. Our company sent us on a training. And I think when the bus going from the hotel somewhere one day, and we had, or we're waiting for the training to start, and we had this interesting conversation with Yemi Udoye. 
And this Yemi Odoye lady was saying, look, you need to love people. You need to be friends with them. I mean, you need to understand how your juniors behave. You can't just be sending them on errands all the time. And I was like, no, 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 don't say that kind of thing. You came to work. You must do your work. That's why they're paying you a salary. I don't have to know what's going on in your life. She said, no, that's not emotion. Intelligent. I said, who cares about emotional intelligence? Just do your work and your salary. And da, 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 da. I have since realized that that was a very foolish position. Because you need the ability to connect with people for you to be able to move ahead in life. Because people are conduit of God's blessings. People help us. They are helpers of our destiny. The things that, I mean, they are, they are, God uses people to fast track the, our capacity to be able to manifest greatness. There's a young man in the Bible called Apollos. And the Bible says that this guy was a very mighty orator. But as at the time that Jesus had died and gone back to heaven, all that this guy knew was the baptism of John. And he will go and preach and preach about the baptism of John. And everybody will be listening to him. Very eloquent guy. So imagine that I am, I've come here now and all I am telling you about is I'm telling you about black and white television. I'm telling you about black and white TV. I'm telling you about, um, about um, Trident cassette layer. If I'm telling you about cassettes or even CDs, right, what would you say? I'm sure all of you would have left by now. The man that was hungry, that is hungry, would have gone to find food. And the people who are left would have, been, would have politely fallen asleep. All right? So, so, so you need to connect with people. Because God uses people. They link us to opportunities, support us to fulfill our dreams, strengthen us when the journey is rough, and hold us up when we lack strength. That's what people do for us. So, so I know that it's, it, we have different capacities to do this thing. Some people are naturally introverted. They struggle to make friends and all of that. You know, that's me. That was me when I was growing up. I, I still remember somebody came to visit me at home when I was in primary school. And I went to the bookshelf in our house. I brought out two storybooks, one for you and one for me. And that was how we fellowshiped until his parents came to collect him from our house. Hallelujah. Don't be like me. All right? So, so you need to be able to attract people, communicate to people, negotiate with people, get people to, to sell yourself to people, get people to be interested in you. It's crucial. The next one is your capacity to attract resources. You will never, ever, ever, all by yourself, have sufficient resources to do the things that God is putting in your heart to do. To be able to manifest greatness. Look, even the richest people in the world, they still need to talk to the bank from time to time to get money to fund projects. Okay? So how do you get people interested in you enough to be able to invest in you? If you're running your own business, how do you get investors? How do you get people to be able, how do you package yourself and package your business, all right, for them to be able to be willing to talk to you? If you need a job, how do you get people to, 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 to be sold out on you enough to even want to refer you to the next person. It's very important. So your ability to network, your ability to package yourself, your communication skills are very crucial in achieving this one, in, in attracting resources, being able to sell your value and the value that your business or whatever it is that you are doing brings is crucial because it helps you to attract resources. Hallelujah. Everybody always needs resources. Even if it is pocket money, 
or money to go and buy a video game. I mean, if you have children, right? So I have two children, yeah? From time to time, somebody wants to buy a game. And they're always wanting to buy something. That is their money on your Amazon account. I said, why? Well, I want to buy something. I said, well, do you know how long it takes for something to come from America to Nigeria? No. For sometimes I say, Daddy, can we talk? I say, the answer is no. What's the question? <laughs> you know, but, but, but many times they sell themselves and what they want strongly enough that I am moved to do it for them. And I've been instances where I have been moved enough to do this thing. And after I have done it, and I tell their mom that I have done it for them, and their mom says, they asked me for that thing one hour ago. I told them no. You fell for the story. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, the last one and the final one. Remember that we're spiritual beings. We're children of God. The most important, well, not necessarily the most important, but the most crucial, I believe, is your ability to walk in the supernatural. Because everything about us is not just physical. It's not just mental. We're connected to God. We have loads of resources. The favor of God is upon us. And so we have the capacity to walk in the supernatural. And once we are able to leverage all of that, yeah, then we are able to make progress in life. Not everything that you will get in your life will be a result of your sweat and your labor. The favor of God must manifest in your life. Favor of God makes a life easier to live such that you don't have to work for everything that you get. All right? But you get much more than you deserve because the supernatural favor of God is on you. And you need to be able to learn to build your faith and deploy your faith such that you can exercise the dominion and the supernatural grace of God that you carry and is available to you because you're a child of God. And so when Pastor Andrew says, read Ephesians chapter 4 before you come to church on Sunday, he is helping you to build your capacity to walk in the supernatural. Because you need that knowledge, that revelation from the word of God to be able to aspire and manifest greatness. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm out of time, but can I ask that we just stand up this morning? So let's pray together. I want to spend a couple of minutes praying about some of the things that I've said. So I don't know which one of those things that I've said, you know, that resonates with you. And if nothing resonated with you at all, I apologize, you know, for keeping you in your seat. But I want to just pray this morning and ask God for the grace to be able to walk in the reality of those things in the name of Jesus. If the issue that you have is with coming up with a vision or with taking action or connecting with people, can I ask this morning that you just present it before God? I wanted to present it before God and just ask him for grace, ask him for favor, ask him for his help. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what it is that you're aspiring to do or to become. I wanted to pray this morning and ask that God gives you the grace and the favor. He opens his eyes of understanding, your understanding in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. All right, so I want you to just take one confession with me and then we will pray and then I will wrap up. All right, so can you put on the screen the confession for capacity to attract resources? All right, so it says, I have access, to say it after me, to the resources of God. I will not be stranded or limited by a lack of resources. My Father will supply all my needs according to his riches, and I will manifest the blessing. My dreams are fulfilled. My projects are executed. 
and my aspirations completed with divine resources. Can you go ahead and just turn that to your prayer this morning in the name of Jesus? I don't know what needs you have in your life. Can you go ahead and just pray this morning and just pray? And ask that God is showering you with resources. is showering you with connections to be able to move ahead in the name of Jesus. God is showering you with resources and with connections to be able to move ahead in the name of Jesus. Oh, Masoto Bregeribosh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask this morning. Lord, you are empowering us with the grace and the capacity for vision in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are empowering us with the grace and the capacity to attract resources in the name of Jesus. Doors are open unto us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. All right, let's take the last one, which is the one with um, capacity to work in the supernatural. All right, is it on the screen? All right, so please read after me. I am a supernatural being. I have access to supernatural resources and produce supernatural results. Everything about me manifests the supernatural. All my efforts are supernaturally multiplied. Can you go ahead and turn that to your prayer this afternoon in the name of Jesus? Just receive the grace of the Lord in the name of Jesus for supernatural exploits in every area of your lives in the name of Jesus. The favor of God is resting upon you. The anointing and the auction and the grace of God is resting upon you. Can you pray this afternoon and receive the strength and the wisdom of God, the supernatural capacity to be able to conceptualize things and to bring them to fruition in the name of Jesus. The supernatural ability, the mental capacity to attract resources and to attract people is resting upon you in the name of Jesus. The enemy is no longer able to defeat you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this afternoon and for your word. The Bible says that the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. I'm asking in the name of Jesus, the Lord, you will give us the strength and the grace to walk according to the things that we have heard this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Let them bear fruit in the lives of every single person in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask, oh God, for anybody who needs help, that you will show up for them supernaturally. In the name of Jesus. Lord, for that one person who feels like I am walking aimlessly. I can't think of a vision. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you will open the eyes of their understanding in the name of Jesus. Lord, for the people who feel limited by lack or unavailability of resources. Lord, I prophesy into their lives this afternoon. Open doors in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus. Lord, for that one person who is walking under the weight of the fear the fear of tomorrow and the fear of progress i'm asking jesus that he will energize their minds and give them courage to go ahead in the name of jesus lord we rebuke the spirit of fear in the name of jesus and lord we set them on the path of unique achievement in the name of jesus thank you father because you've heard us in jesus name we have prayed in jesus name we have prayed thank you for listening to a message from the life point church to download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.